0: We are Vicki and Jenny from Aberdeen's Obstetrics and Gynecology Society and tonight we're going to guide you through a case. But before we start, make yourself comfortable, lie down and relax. Now let's begin. Paula, a 28 year old woman, presents to her GP with irregular periods. She is wanting to start a family and so stopped the combined oral contraceptive pill two years ago. She's had irregular periods since. She complains of gaining five kilograms over the past six months. She states she has been slightly overweight throughout her life, but her recent weight gain has been noticeable. She also complains of facial acne, despite having no previous issues with her skin. Paula has been trying to have a baby for over a year and is worried that there might be something wrong. She's not currently on any medication. On examination, the GP notes, excess hair in the back and upper arms, oily skin with acne, a BMI of 30. Due to Paula's combination of irregular periods, weight gain, acne, and difficulty conceiving, the GP suspects a diagnosis of polycystic ovary syndrome. The GP decides to order some blood tests and refers Paula to gynecology. Some differential diagnoses the GP considers are Cushing's, premature ovarian failure, hypothyroidism, androgen secreting tumours, and hyperprolactinemia. Four weeks later, Paul attends the gynaecology clinic to discuss what is causing her symptoms and infertility. The results of her recent blood tests looked at the levels of luteinizing hormone, LH, and follicle stimulating hormone, FSH, and showed an elevated LH to FSH ratio. Testosterone was slightly elevated, but thyroid function tests and prolactin were within normal range. Based on her symptoms and the recent blood tests, the gynaecologist believes it is most likely that Paula has polycystic ovary syndrome. In order to confirm the diagnosis, the patient has a pelvic ultrasound scan of her ovaries. The Rotterdam criteria for diagnosing polycystic ovary syndrome consists of three parts. Only two of the following are needed to confirm a diagnosis. One, oligo or amenorrhea. Two, hyperandrogenism. Three, polycystic ovaries on ultrasound scan defined as the presence of 12 or more follicles or an ovarian volume of over 10 milliliters in either ovary. Paula has all three of the criteria and therefore the gynaecologist informs Paula that she has polycystic ovary syndrome. The doctor explains what causes the condition and the options available to help Paula.
1: Let's talk about pathophysiology of polycystic ovary syndrome, otherwise known as PCOS. The pathophysiology of polycystic ovary syndrome is not fully understood due to complex hormonal interactions that are involved. PCOS occurs due to hyperinsulinemia, peripheral insulin resistance, and excess luteinizing hormone secreted by the anterior pituitary gland. This results in increased androgen production which disrupts folliculogenesis and leads to polycystic ovaries. The ovarian dysfunction leads to the range of symptoms outlined by the Rotterdam criteria, as seen in Paula's case. Now, let's move on to the treatment. The first line treatment for PCOS in most cases should be focused on weight reduction. Weight loss reduces hyperinsulinemia, and androgen levels can also restore ovulation. Other therapies can be considered for infertility, which include clomiphene, which is a selective estrogen receptor modulator, metformin, and gonadotropins. If free treatment cycles of clomiphene have failed, metformin should be added, which may sensitize patients to clomiphene's therapeutic effects. The combined oral contraceptive and antiandrogens help with symptoms, such as hirsutism, which is excess hair, and the combined oral contraceptive pill can additionally help regulate periods. In Paula's case, however, she has decided to lose weight in order to help control her symptoms and start clomiphene to help her fertility. Now let's talk about the complications associated with PCOS. Several complications can arise if PCOS is not managed. These include infertility, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, dyslipidemia, endometrial cancers, and various metabolic syndromes associated with hormonal interactions. Psychological effects can arise particularly in women of reproductive age and therefore a treatment regime should be ideally established as early as possible. Paula will be seen in three months' time for treatment response evaluation and once stable, she will be seen every six months by her health team to monitor her progress. In terms of epidemiology, it is worth noting that PCOS accounts for 80 to even 90% of hyperandrogenism cases in women and affects between 6 to 12% of women of reproductive age worldwide, depending on which criteria are applied. This concludes our talk on PCOS. We hope you learned something new today and enjoyed it. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, and we hope you have a restful sleep.